بسم الله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن والاه إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فهو المهتد ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله وبعد اللهم إن اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما. Alright, inshallah, we're continuing with Sharh of Al-Azkar al-Sabah al-Masa'ah. We're up to number 20 now. I think we've got another four more to go. And then we'll be finishing them, inshallah, like we keep saying. Yani, if you can take a subset of these, yani, that's, there's still khair in that. And if you can do them all, inshallah, that's also that's the best thing that you can do. And if you, if you cannot memorize them, if memorizing is a bit hard for you, then there's no harm in reading from the book or reading from your... Or, from your mobile phone. The important thing is that you set aside some time every morning and every night to read these adhkar. And the usual time, like we said, is usually after Fajr and after Maghrib that most people do that. But you can do it a bit earlier than that as well. Alright, today the hadith, a very short one, inshaAllah. An Ummi Salamata, Ummul Mu'mineen, Ummi Salamata radiallahu anha. Anna Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam kana yaqulu idha salla subha hina yusallim اللهم إني أسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا اللهم إني أسألك علما نافعا ورزقا طيبا وعملا متقبلا رواه ابن ماجه وهو صحيح that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم when he used to perform the الصبح صلاة يعني the فجر صلاة after he would make the تسليم he would say oh Allah I ask you for knowledge which is beneficial provision which is good and deeds that will be accepted. And this is one of the ahadith which is only said in the morning, which is only said in the morning. And there's a bit of, uh, yani, the, the mu'allif, the, the one who compiled these ahadith and these adhkar, if you look at the, he included this hadith twice. He included it once after the adhkar of the salat in the previous chapters, and he included it again for the adhkar of sabah wal masa. So his inclusion, he's not sure, or Allah alam, if he has an ijtihad, where he thinks that this should be for the salah, or after the salah, or this one should be for adhkar al-sabah wal-masa. Walakin the rajih, or the, the closest one, according to the hadith, is with the Prophet Sallallahu to say when he's to make taslim. As soon as he would make taslim, so ka'anu, it's connected to the adhkar of the salah rather than the adhkar of the sabah wal-masa. Wallahu ta'ala. And as we said, yani, the inclusion of these hadith is ijtihad. Ijtihad is the author can include them in wherever according to what he thinks is correct. But when you make ijtihad, like the Prophet ﷺ, in Asaba, lahu ajran, wa in akhtafa lahu ajr. If he makes ijtihad and he makes a mistake, he gets one ajr, and if he gets it right, he gets two, inshallah. But inshallah, we'll, can, we'll explain it just because by virtue of the fact that it is in that he included them in the adhkar al-sabah al-masa. But subhanallah, whoever ponders over these meanings of, these, of, of this dua, subhanallah, They'll, f- they'll find that it is highly appropriate. Yani munasib lil ghaya. Highly appropriate that a person starts off their day by saying this dua. That a person starts off saying this dua, asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for beneficial knowledge and for rizq which is tayyib and for deeds which are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Kanu the hadith is saying to you, set your goals. What do you want your goals to be for your deen on this day? What do you want your goals to be? 
And for, if you can think of yourself, if you wake up in the morning, your worldly goals, the smart one is the one who has a set of objectives, the things they want to do for the day. In terms of what their work is, they want to achieve this and this and this and this in their work. And the 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 one who doesn't really, the one who's متخبط and all over the place and is the one who wakes up and they don't really have a plan for the day. They take their day as it is. But this one, you're setting your goals. You're setting your goals for the day with this. This is what I want to achieve in the day according to my deen. According to my deen, for what my deen concerns. And it's not just a matter of uttering it on your lips. It's not just a matter of saying, Allah may It's just something that you say, something that you repeat as, as if you're putting into voice what you want to achieve. But this is ibadah. You're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to assist you in achieving these things. If it wasn't for the hawl or the quwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you'll never achieve any of these things. And that's why the dua starts with, Allahumma, oh Allah, I ask you. Oh Allah, I ask you. فَيُسْتَسْتَعِينْ بِاللَّهِ سُبْحَانَهُ وَتَعَالَى And the, the shurrah, they said, they mentioned the ones who explained this hadith, they said, consider how the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the first thing he asked for was what? He asked for al-ilm al-nafi'. He asked for beneficial knowledge. And we'll come to know what beneficial knowledge, beneficial knowledge is. Before he asked, and then he asked for rizq al-tayyib and al-amal al-maqbul, al-amal al-mutaqabbil, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts your deeds. Because without the ilm, you can go and seek rizq, which is not, which is not good and which is not halal. But the ilm helps you to differentiate between rizq, which is halal and which is haram. And similarly, amal al-mutaqabbala. If you did not know what amal al-mutaqabbala, the amal, the good amal, the accepted amal, you can't differentiate between what is sunnah and what is bid'ah. You will easily fall into the bid'ah without even knowing. So it all goes back to the knowledge. And this is as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in terms of, of, of deeds and acceptable deeds. He said, قُلْ هَلْ نُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ أَعْمَالًا Shall we inform you of the ones who are at most lost regarding their deeds? Who are these people? الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعْيُهُمْ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا Everything they do in this dunya, ضَلَّ سَعْيُهُمْ their sa'i, everything that they strive, all their deeds, dalal, misguided. الَّذِينَ ضَلَّ سَعِيٌ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يُحْسِنُونَ الصُّنَعَ And they within themselves that they're thinking that they're doing good. They are thinking that they are doing good. And this is the very definition of Ahlul Bid'ah. Ahlul Bid'ah, they think they are doing everything absolutely correct. And you come to inform them of otherwise, they do not accept it. They think they are doing absolutely good. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's the one that describes them as Absolutely lost. Yom al-Qiyamah, they come with nothing. Their days will not be accepted. So imagine you're struggling and you're working and you're working in this dunya and you're putting in effort and Yom al-Qiyamah, it's worth nothing. Yom al-Qiyamah, it's worth absolutely nothing. Nasallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa And similarly with the rizq. Similarly with the rizq. Mathalan, if you don't know the halal and the haram of the rizq, you don't know the riba from the, from the, 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 the bay' mashru'ah, you don't know the, مثلاً, the ahkam of the, of, of transactions. You could easily fall into something which is haram. You don't know the asal of something, whether it's halal or haram, something to eat, whether the, the meat or something is halal or haram. You don't have this knowledge. You can easily fall into the halal and the haram. But the, the ilm, to start off with ilm, is very, very important. This was Allahumma inni as'aluka. We'll go through the, the, the sharh very quickly. Allahumma inni as'aluka. عِلْمًا نَافِعًا Oh Allah, I ask you, beneficial knowledge. Beneficial knowledge. And this is dalil, that there is some knowledge which is beneficial 
and some knowledge which is not beneficial. And it has to be made clear here that when we say knowledge, when we talk about knowledge, when Kitab and the Sunnah, when we're referring to knowledge, the knowledge that we're referring to is what knowledge? The knowledge of the Sharia. The knowledge of the Sharia. And there are some misguided groups that will make turn this around and they say this ilm is for all the ilm of the dunya. And this is encouraged us to study and, and the, the problems of this ummah are because we don't have enough doctors and we don't have enough engineers and we don't have enough dentists and we don't have enough ila akhirih. Wahada shayun yana misguided. Because as Umar radiallahu anhu said, Islam. We are people whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala honored with Islam, yani knowledge of Islam and implementing Islam. And if we seek yani honor in something other than Islam, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate us. Yani if our honor is in our, our, our degrees and our things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate us. This is not the honor of Islam. Allahumma inna as'aluka alman nafi'a beneficial knowledge. And beneficial knowledge, Islamic knowledge, is the one that is accompanied with actions. Is the one that is accompanied with actions. And the opposite is non-beneficial knowledge. But you learn something and it has absolutely no bearing, no fruits in your heart. No bearing in your actions, no bearings whatsoever. This is ilm ghayr nafi'a, rather dar and wizard, yawm al-qiyamah. It will be used against you yawm al-qiyamah. But this is ilm al-nafi'a. And as the Prophet ﷺ used to make dua in, in, in the Sahih, he say, Allahumma anfa'ni bima allamtani, oh Allah benefit me with what you have taught me, wa'allimni ma yanfa'uni, and teach me that which will benefit me, wazidni ilma, and increase me in knowledge, and increase me in knowledge. For this goes to show the importance of knowledge. The first thing you're asking Allah every day is that he guides you towards knowledge, is that he guides you towards knowledge. Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'a, ورزقاً طيباً ورزقاً طيباً or sustenance which is halal and good and this is also evidence that there is rizq which is non-halal and this is probably a bit closer to us we can relate to this rizq which is halal and rizq which is not halal and that a person can easily fall into the rizq which is not halal نصر الله السلام والعافية in this country Allah is very hard الرزق الطيب الحلال is very hard if there's at least a shubha around it if it's not بذاته حرام the things around it are حرام مثلاً مثلا the work environment that we work in subhanallah and all of this the halal the rizq might be halal but the environment that we live in we are still incurring sins as a result of it nasallallahu salam wa alafiya and as allah subhanahu wa ta'ala inna allah tayyibun la yaqbalu illa at-tayyib inna allah tayyib allah is good and he doesn't accept except that which is which is good inna allah tayyibun la yaqbalu illa at-tayyib and this is how what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered the messengers ya ayyuhar rusul kulu min at-tayyibat وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحًا يَا أَيُّهَا الرُّسُلُ كُلُوا مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحًا Oh, you messengers, and addressing to the messengers and their followers. كُلُوا مِنَ الطَّيِّبَاتِ Eat from that which is halal and طيب and good. وَعَمَلُوا صَالِحًا And the Mufassirun said that this is evidence that the person who eats good and eats halal things and they're looking after what goes into their tummy and what they earn from money, then good deeds are very easy for them. Good deeds are very easy for them. And the opposite as well. The person who consumes haram all the time, good deeds are very hard for them. Good deeds are very hard for them. Nasallallahu salam wa afiyah. And as Imam Ahmad, rahimahullah, Ahmad ibn Hanbal, rahimahullah said, if the, if the food gathers four properties, it is complete. Yani the morsel that you eat, if it gathers four things around it, then it is complete. 
He said, Zikrullahi fi awalihi. If you say Bismillah before you start. Wahamdullahi fi akhirihi. And you say Alhamdulillah when you finish. Wa kathrat alayhi al ayadi. That means there's a lot of people eating from it. Yani you're eating in a group of people. As the Prophet said, Ta'amul wahid yakfil ithnayn. Yani the one, yani if there's food for one, it will, it, will, it will be enough for two if two people are eating from it. And the food for two will be enough for three if three people are eating from it. That the barakah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts when the food is shared amongst the people. And the fourth thing, وَكَانَ min hillin, And that this food was halal. So if he gathers these four properties, then the food is complete. And then the last one, وَعَمَلًا mutaqabbala. So asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever deeds that you do in that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept them. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will accept them. And as we have mentioned before, previous many, many times before, that in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept any deeds, in order for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept any deeds, it has to join between two conditions. And that is al-ikhlas wal-mutaba'ah. Al-ikhlas wal-mutaba'ah. That means it has to be done purely for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, not to show off and not for a worldly benefit or not for anything like this. And this is, wallahi, the hardest thing to do. Wallahi, it is not easy every day. As the Salaf used to say, we did not fight anything stronger to us than our intention. It changes every day. This is the first condition. And the second thing is al-mutaba'ah, is that it is conforms to the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And as we said, the, the, there's, there's obviously this is dalil, that there are deeds which are accepted and deeds which are not accepted. Subhanallah. Some of our deeds are not being accepted. So this is why we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept our deeds. And as we said, remember, imagine doing all these good deeds and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is not accepting them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, accept, is not accepting them. For Allah, it is very scary. It is very scary that we come Yawm Al-Qiyamah and our deeds are rendered worthless because of, mathalan, there's no mutaba of the Sunnah of the Prophet Sallallahu or because they were done for other than Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. فَاللَّهُمَّ إِنِّي أَسْأَلُكَ عِلْمًا نَافِعًا وَرِزْقًا طَيِّبًا وَعَمْلًا تُقَبَّلًا We just repeat the hadith, inshallah, on Ummi Salama, Ummi Al-Mu'minin, رضي الله عنها, أن النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كان يقول إذا صلى الصبح حين يسلم The time that he used to make salam and this makes it, يعني, it's more likely from the Athkar al-Salah rather than from Athkar al-Sabah al-Masa. Because if you want to read it here and you want to read it there, then inshallah all is good. He used to say, Allahumma inni as'aluka ilman nafi'a wa rizqan tayyiba wa amalan mutaqabbala rawahu ibn maja wa huwa sahih. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika. Shadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu alaykum wa jazakumullahu khayrat.